Your show's rubbish. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the D-Trout Spinners podcast with Miles and Gary. How you doing Gary? Yeah, I'm not too bad thanks. You're mellower than usual for some reason. Uh, do you know why? It's because I've you caught me just after a slumber, a deep nap. nap. We, we've, we've arranged to meet talk before at like one o'clock or twelve, like midday and we'll like get to one, I'll text him, he's not answering. Two, two o'clock, he's texting me, I'm not answering. We basically keep falling asleep either side of each other, not literally. And uh, <laughs> we, we're two old men already. But I know, with that, it's just because, I don't know, I wasn't feeling very well today and then I was just, I had low energy. So I had a nap between watching... <laughs> I've been watching the um like Jason Bourne films as well, so I've been sort of going in between that. And you know when you wake up and then you then you text me as I like, joined her pod and I was like oh f- f- got <laughs> I was like but, I you, nice... you, but earlier you text me saying exactly the same thing I and know. I was like that because I had a lot to do. I was well, like, like I know I just sat down with a nice a nice warm curry and some naan bread that I made myself. Oh nice. Yeah, I actually made the paste and everything. Did you I'm... blend it up into a soup? I hope you did. No, not, not yet. Not anymore. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so uh, welcome to the show. And um, it's a special show today. It's a bit different. We've done one of these before once. Um, we're just going to go through your feedback. And we have a feature on the show. If you're a regular listener, you'll know XFM in the community, where we go through your feedback at the end of each show. But we've had quite a bit of feedback and we really appreciate it from all of you. So what we're going to do this show is just go through that feedback all in one show so if you've gotten in touch with us over the past few days keep listening because we will read your email out and yeah that's pretty much the whole show so if, if you like it good and if you don't i don't know what my next sentence is don't well, listen go away no it, it, i just uh, swing out to miles has he got any words for me yeah uh, and if and if the bloke who said my my laugh is annoying if he could get in touch as well that'd be great well, he said it in stronger language than that, didn't he? Well, they I did, think he, they did I think he really despises it. Anyway, let's get on with it. Miles, what's the first email? Okay, this is from EG, and um, he or she got in touch uh, via our YouTube page, which you can still do that. We've got a D-Trout Spinners YouTube page and where we upload all the shows, so available on Acast, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, all all the ones, all the major ones. He, he, he's a fine example of something. That's a little joke there. It's oh, EG. It's EG and then you still... Got it, got it. Yeah. A, a podcast about my favourite podcast. Unbelievable. I love this. Especially as an American, I know nobody familiar with these shows. This is almost like finding more XX, XFM material. Oh, I'm so happy right now. That's that's a great, you know, great yeah, compliment. Lovely. And uh, American, another... We, we, we keep getting a lot of American listeners. A lot of, we do, Erin, and there's others as well. And I think that... You name two. Can you name another? Can you name the third? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I can't. But there's just I'm just thinking of Erin, and uh, I'm sure there are others. But obviously, when you think about Gervais, just Gervais, because he's people people in America would never have found the XFM shows unless it was Gervais. He's he's probably more well known in America than any other country yeah. other than Britain. So I can see them, and a lot of fan, other fans have said to us they retrospectively got into the, them from listening to the or watching the animated podcasts, and then finding out that oh there were tapes before that. So 
I, and, I, and obviously they were big in America. So, yeah, it's nice to have an American uh, listener. Do you ski? Yes or no? <laughs> uh, thank you, EG. Really appreciate your email. Yeah, glad you like the show. Yep. I, I agree with all those sentiments. Mm. This one's from Adam. Hi, Miles and Gary. I've been a long-term listener of your podcast and a fan of the XFM shows for many years. It must have been around 2007 when I found them through a friend after listening to the 2005 podcasts and have loved them ever since. I just couldn't get enough of Carl and his outlook on the world and have lost count of how many times I've listened to each show. I was a member of the Facebook group called the Carl Pilkington Appreciation Society. Oh, this is a fantastic email. And somehow through the group, I met my wife and eventually moved to Canada from Australia to be with her. Now we have been married for over seven years. Congratulations. We included Carl elements in our wedding, including Congress tarts and having Wonderful Tonight as our first dance song. So, (laughs) so sweet. I've read this before, but it's just it's it's amazing that he actually that actually happened. Like I know. Oh, it's got to be probably one of the first Carl Pilgerton, ex, certainly XFM weddings. Yeah, themed weddings, absolutely, yeah. Um, one time as a birthday gift for her, I created a recording using clips from the shows with me interacting with the three guys and making my own rock buses. Good present, good, good present. The impact of Carl and the XFM shows is quite mesmerising and is demonstrated by the fact that you two started a podcast almost 20 years ago after the first two broadcasts. Keep up the good work. I'm sure you've introduced many new people to the recordings and have rejuvenated the passion to us old listeners. Cheers, Adam. Well, th- thanks, Adam. I was so blown away when I read that because, I mean, you know me, I'm a bit of an old romantic. That's like a film. That has got to be a film. And how people meet these days, like through like Facebook groups, but also to then create, you know, we talk all the time on the show about how these shows connect people. But to take it that one step further, well, take it about me, twelve steps further. Part. Yeah, I know. because you do like in a Facebook group, you might post a. I'm, I'm, I tried to think how it would have happened. So one of them probably posted a comment, Adam or his wife, his now wife, and then one of them reacted in some way, and then they kind of got chatting. But to go from there to, I'm moving to Canada from Australia. To Australia is probably as far away as you can what get. What a sacrifice as well to like. But not it. it's not necessarily a sacrifice. You know, Canada and Australia are both similar countries, so it's not like you know, it's not moved to a non-English speaking country to be. No, but I love. No, but that's it's romantic, isn't it? No, it's absolutely. Of course, it's it's, it's, like. it's genuinely is romantic. And you know me, Mars. I'm not an old romantic, <laughs> but I find that sort of. And it, it's and, very. Um, sweet. We are running a competition actually. If you want to be Gary's wife. Email in spanishpopart@gmail.com. Oh no, don't say that because if it, people think it's, it's we're being genuine, and then and then they'll think that that will sound offensive. But I am on the lookout for a Mrs. F. No, but I, I'll have to join more Facebook groups. I think clearly you're yeah. on the wrong Facebook we talk, groups. We were talking about this email. You've I, got, I, you've I, got, I got off those Nazi right wing conspiracy groups, and you yeah, know on these I ones. Just, I just like fueling the fire, mate. I just like fueling fires. Um, but we were talking about this, Iman. Like I said, you you said you said it as absolutely sweet and lovely, which I agree with that the story that happened to him. But you said I think for my sake, I probably am better with a girlfriend who doesn't like the shows at all. And I kind of got what you meant by that, like you don't want to like you want differences in a relationship that's just me i think i think because i'm into so many i've got loads of my stuff that my girlfriend doesn't like you know father ted office yeah. 
anything different. No, but it's it's not. A, but you you know, in general, you say that's a good thing. And when I've been in relationships, I've I've liked the fact that we have different tastes in things. Yeah. But I think with this, it's so amazing. It's oh, such a big it. thing yeah. in our lives that it would be. It would just. It, but that they must be the only two. Almost the only couple. But can you imagine going to bed and it's like you're both in bed, you're both resting. And it's like. Pop on the laptop, love, and uh, yeah, get out and the... the XFM shows, and you're just both chilling out, listening to the XFM shows. Yeah, because I can't you're imagine enjoying couple... it. <laughs> I can't imagine there's a couple in the world. There might be one or two couples where both of them really like the XFM show. Let alone that they got together through the XFM show, but just a, cu- a couple, two separate people who are together, who where both of them really like the XFM show. That that in itself is inc- must be incredibly rare. But to actually meet through the group, Adam, I'd love to know a bit more detail. You know, that's such a lovely story that, you know, if you can furnish us with more details if you want. But, you know, if it's private, that's fine. But it was lovely to hear. And thank you for your comments about the show. Again, really appreciate them. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm a bit jealous. He's married. <laughs> Steve's looking annoyed. Gary's looking annoyed. <laughs> Gary's, looking, Gary's looking annoyed. He's got married. Um, this one's from Glenn. Hi, guys. Glenn from Toronto here. Big oh. fan of the pod. Have been listening to the XFM shows for eight to nine years now. It's not, and it's not Adam's wife, is it? Glenn. Glenn. It's Toronto. No, <laughs> I don't think so. Can you imagine? Eight, eight or nine years now and your show for a couple of months. It warms my heart to know there's at least a couple of other mental fans out there. I cannot count on my fingers and toes how many dark and depressing times in my life have been made bearable by listening to this trio and self-professed freaks. Whenever the weight of the world becomes too much, I switch on the XFM podcasts and I'm soon chuckling myself to sleep. Lately, I've been switching between XFM and the D-Trout Spinners to get a fresh perspective on the show's and you guys rarely disappoint. But there is one thing that has been bothering me. Why do you guys have such an aversion to season one? I believe you explained this at the beginning of your podcast that Carl doesn't play a very important role in the first season, hence your decision to skip it. But I have to disagree with you. I've just finished re-listening to the first 23 episodes for the millionth time and enjoyed every one immensely. You have the old woman with a baby inside her, early monkey news, kids chasing cars, the cock discussion, French bread, Carl being chased by a bee and Chinese people all look the same, to name a few. Anyways, I digress. Keep up the good work, lads. And maybe next time I'm over the pond, I can buy you both a couple of pints. Now, listen, Glenn, you are very welcome to buy us a couple of pints when you're over here. We'd We'd love to chat and meet meet up with you. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, that's a show we might do with listeners uh, in the future. But firstly, um, Glenn, thank you so much for your email. Really appreciate all your comments. Yeah, it's it's lovely that you are switching between the shows. And actually what you said and you said it in a very eloquent way is similar to what other people have said to us. And we've read it out, you know, that the shows have helped them through very, very difficult times. And it's great that it's helped you in that way. And it's and it's great that you're kind of now switching between us and the XFM shows. And yeah, that's lovely. With regards to your comment, it's compl- that's completely fair. I would say that we didn't do it because Carl wasn't as important in series one. We, we you know, we we are we know absolutely, you know, about the horse in the house you know some a lot of the classic classic stories that are referred to in season two and three are actually from season one so it's by no means that we don't don't like season one or um it's not as good in our eyes i i think it's got a lot of value i think we just felt that 
when we started, we weren't sure exactly. We knew that there was a big fan base, not of us, but of of, of um, ex film shows. My mum. There was my yeah, mum. My dad. No, even he doesn't listen. But no, there's a there was a big fan base of the ex film shows. But I think we we thought basically series two is more known, and, and quite a few people do start on series two. However, your comment is completely valid. I'm glad, and I'm glad you said it because it's. I'm glad to know that people do disagree with that decision. But we we will be going to series one either after series two, or maybe we'll pop in a, a series one episode every now and again in, in between what we did. I, I don't know. We need I think to discuss. Why we wanted to get into season two is because we knew there were so many strong episodes, that particularly when you're talking about you know. I like the rivalry between Steve and Carl and it really comes to yeah, and, and, so and it, it feels just I don't know for me it felt like a lot more like a richer like fuller experience I like get it, it, it just feels like there was so much more to get your teeth into and of course we will come back to series one we will definitely revisit that but um, I think we've just got so many things to come so many fun moments to come and also loads of guests on the yeah. way fingers yeah. crossed like, well, absolutely. Yeah, I'll I just just to add, just to finish on that point. Yeah, season two is perhaps the shows are what I would call more complete. I don't mean better necessarily. I think a lot of them are better, but not all of them at all. There are, there are some great shows in series one, but it's more of a complete trio by the beginning of season two. And that's why we started there. But by all means, we could have started on series one. It would have been completely just as valid or maybe even better in some ways. But so we felt more people would have be aware of of series two and they were they were fuller it was more complete trio but what we what we always intended to do we never intended to just leave series one we always intended to revisit but we after doing but after we did series two which is a more complete show we then go back to the genesis and the origins like as a prequel which we kind of both like doing rather than starting at the beginning so yeah there's different ways we could have done it but i really appreciate your whole comment glenn and if you're over i actually drink large white wine not pints so, so but what he means is you could buy him a couple of bottles so no, yeah a couple of no, no seriously glenn that's that's lovely and please do get in touch if you do come over we've got another couple of um, emails to to to, rock, to wrap up this show and they're both asking about Robin Ince. This one's from Simon. Simon says, hi, I'm just emailing to say that I'm a big fan of the Detroit Spinners podcast. It's really nice to listen to other mental fans talk about the show. I got into them when somebody I met whilst traveling who I bonded with over the office and extras suggested that I listen to them. That was about six years ago and I'm still listening today. Have you considered asking Robin Ince if he'd be a guest on your show? Obviously he on he hung around with Carl and Ricky back in the day and was brutally roasted by Carl that time for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. You should also do the interview in the pub to see if he really does hold a pint with two hands or if he still needs to sit on ham to coax the parasitic worms. That, again, that's that's um, that's a series one one as well. The, the, the sitting on ham. Why would I tell? Why what? would I tell Ricky, Ricky Gervais? Gervais? But, um, yeah, that's so it's so fun. What's his name? Oh, Simon. Yeah, Simon. Thank you for your email. Actually, it's so funny because, you know, I hadn't really considered my Robin Ince, but Miles had said to me only a week or so before he'd mentioned it before that. But he said to me only this week about how we should really try and look to get Robin Ince on again. So it, I guess that's validated by your email. 
100%. I think Robin would be a fantastic guest, not only because obviously of his association and close friendship with Ricky, but also he's like a big podcaster himself. So we could talk about you know, the nature of podcast and having significantly less listeners than the Infinite Monkey Cage. Simon said he's been listening for six years. So we did a poll. Mars did this. Uh, how long have you been listening to the XFM shows? Let's find the longest term listener. I won't go through all the comments. We had 107 votes, which is a lot for us. So a few weeks, 5%. It doesn't, it surprised me. As people who've been listening, some people only a few weeks, yet they've they found even our podcast online. Yeah. Which, you know, um, over six months, 3%. One year, 7%. You should have done one to five years. doesn't make sense. All right, sorry, mate. And, and five plus years, 86%. So I think the bulk of people... We had an email from Francis last time, which we read out. She'd been listening for one year. But I think it, especially going by your poll, like what um, Simon said about six years is probably. And that's for me, it's six years. For you, it's about six years. For me, it's about eight years. You, you seven. Well, I, no, when we when we met for the radio, that was 2012. Eight years ago. Now. 13. Yeah. So I, I'd listened to them then. So about eight and a half years ago, I found them. But then you found them slightly after that. Well, I just remember just listening to the shows. And obviously, we text a lot of each other, like little like, odd quotes. Yeah. But also just, just meeting up at that pub we used to meet in, um just in Brighton before we did our radio I'd show. Know. Give it a plug. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was that other one, the King Edwards, I think it was in Brighton. Oh, just right. underneath the arches, underneath the train. Yeah, that's the one. Rob, I just Rob, remember Rob. like bombing in there, just so excited to talk to someone about this, about this thing that no one else listened to, but I knew loads about it. And and the first time you listen to the shows, like because everything's so fresh and you're just so excited to talk about it. I'm always a bit disappointed when people don't know what I'm talking about, but then you have to explain to them what the XFM shows, and then you and how do you even get people interested in them? No, you, 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 you go, here's an episode. Do you, do you start? Where do you start with someone? Like because look, there's so much stuff to get. It's like a little secret club, isn't it? Like where yeah. do you start? Well, I I've, I talked to my dad. Um, I, I don't mind saying my dad was probably the only person who regularly listened to our radio show. He liked what the show that we do. He liked listening to us. He also likes. Uh, he loves An Idiot Abroad and he loved um, uh, Life's Too Short. Not not all of it, but he, he really liked it. So he's a Carl Pilkington fan. Yeah, as soon as I mentioned to him, I'm doing a podcast, right? He's predisposed to like, to you know, like the subject I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> He's, he, you know, because he was predisposed to like you he, as his son. He's supportive. Yeah, hopefully he's supportive in, in that way. But he also likes Carl Pilkington. But when I explained to him what the subject was, I could tell he just he had no interest. He had no interest in looking any further. So it is hard. Even someone like that. And my dad, my dad would actually listen to his podcast anyway um, without. So I'm not c- criticizing my dad. And, and he's Sounds only listening like to his family because uh, no one else does regularly. But um, but no, it's it's very hard to get people into it. And but I kind of liked that when I first listened, because the fact that I met you and quite quickly you you were a mental fan as as I was, was really good to have a little outlet. But it's kind of nice, like having something that you really love that it's personal to you. Well, yeah, that isn't a mass producer. Well, I think that with the it's internet anyway, like, like because in the internet, what's been great is like different. Like when I was at school, and there was like the internet was less of a thing, but like all these different subcultures and like little countercultures and niche interests and stuff, you couldn't find an audience generally who liked the same thing as you. Obviously, the internet's really 
open that out and you can meet you know people that are into bondage and stuff like that that's yeah. the only thing i can think of or like you know people who like to sniff other women's socks and stop, you know, stop looking at my internet history and get on with your, <laughs> your point. no but it's like i'm not comparing you know the the xfm shows to a fetish but it's no, um it, it is in i know what you mean you it's like it's not a dirty fetish but it is it's kind of a, it's a fetish in a sense that it the people who are into it my god they're into it but there aren't that many of them and it's kind of a nice little thing so actually if i didn't have you like to have this to, to speak with the shows about because i don't go on message groups and things certainly not back in 2012 uh, it would it, it would have been very frustrating but because i had one outlet i was very lucky that quite like the fact that every no one else really knew what it was it was just just that i knew and now i'm i'm loving the fact that we've we've kind of uh, in a small way uncovered some of the community that's out there because there aren't that many of them but the ones who are there are very dedicated. I'm not saying they're oh, very absolutely. dedicated to our yeah. show, but they're very dedicated to the extra no. shows. And it's it's a it's a lovely audience to kind of target for our show. But it's very difficult. It, we said this before. I'm not going to get onto this point, but you know there is a is a very low ceiling overall for our listenership because there aren't that many. Like we we look at we're fans of the office and there's podcasts about the office and about uh alan partridge and things like that they they will always have far more people listening because of the subject whereas our subject's known by about 20 times fewer people so you know but but we'd never we'd never do it any different way we're, we're very happy we picked this topic but 100 oh, percent and yeah, watch this space for Robin Ince. I don't know. We haven't contacted him yet, actually. We've I, I have contacted him. So oh. rest assured, you are in good hands, Simon. Um, I'm just uh, going through the motions, obviously. There's a lot of um, loopholes and barriers that I have to jump over. And, and hopefully he does it for free as well. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't think he'll want money for it. I mean, he's oh, not. Well. You know, he's, 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 it's like you, you think of people like that and you think, God, how did they earn that like loads of money? Like, did enough money to kind of live and, and be? I don't think he's like that rich, though. No, is no, he? He's like... not. He's not really rich, but he's been. He's a very. He's done very successful work. It's just not at the level of Ricky Gervais, but most people are. You know, most people will be familiar with him in the shows. But if you're from America, you won't yeah. know. He was in the office in for a small scene. But he's just Ricky Gervais' mate, and he's a stand-up comedian, and he's done pretty well. Yeah, you. There was one more email about Robin Ince as well. Yeah, this is from Andrew. But what I was, was going to say actually, because you mentioned it just in passing, um, we Gary and I actually met at the weekend, um, and we did a special uh, Dutch or otherwise, which is our Not sister podcast. We met, we met on Wednesday. It was felt like a weekend because it usually is. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. So yeah, we we had a little um sort of some fun times in the pub, and we recorded a podcast live essentially well live as you can get for a podcast we, we weren't like i don't know there wasn't a director there shouting cut and no. you know, live <laughs> can and... you imagine good job um but yeah do i'm gonna put both these podcasts out at the same time so you know once you've listened to this go and listen to uh dutch otherwise live it's a completely different People... flavor you get to know us a bit better and um you get to come to the pub with us right yeah. Yeah, and and I wouldn't say yeah, it's not a different flavor. It's similar flavor. It's just different, like different context, like texture of food. I don't know how to describe it, but it, it is us. People, not many people do listen to Dutch Travis. So do yeah, as Miles says, 
do give it a, a listen. It's not in any way, it sounds like self, you know, important or self-grandizing that we're doing a show about ourselves when we're doing it about this topic. Why don't we just do the one about the topic? But it's not about ourselves in in that sort of way. It's just, it's more, it's the old radio show we used to do. And it's just, it's more, I like, what I'd call it is Gary and Mars Unfiltered, but Badil and Skinner have that title wrapped up. So it's, but it is us just unfiltered. So yeah. Yeah, I have listened. We never, we never ever plan. I had no idea what we'd talk about, and we we just chat. So, and we never, we don't edit that down much, unless one of us says something really bad, which no, almost I don't think that happens this week. No. But. <laughs> Our last email is from Andrew. It has always bothered me why Ricky gets so upset about feeling good by Muse. Any theories? I'm wondering if there might be some kind of crossover with Matt Bellamy from Muse and Suede, given that Ricky used to manage Suede. This is complete speculation, but his reaction is surprisingly disproportionate over a fairly standard mediocre cover version. P.S. I despise Oasis and everything they stand for. Keep up the great work. (laughs) No, listen, um, the world needs different types of people in it and... If everyone loved Oasis, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be it wouldn't be as interesting a place. So um, that's that's totally. That's not fine. what you were saying off air. You called him a C. Yeah, you called a him C. a. No, I, I and this and this is true. Mark, that is a joke. Mars saying because actually off air I said exactly the same as I'm saying now. So, but you know, it's fine. You know, give him another try. Maybe give the lads another try. They're a great bunch of lads. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know Ricky's. Like, I can I can I answer yeah. this? Well, I, let me just say say, say my I I don't think that's the reason that he he said like I I just can't think I think it was just something that he was just annoyed at something else and it just came out like that. I will say this that cover version I I, I like that cover version I I don't think it's mediocre but I don't it's not the best thing ever but it was actually voted greatest cover version ever from from what poll. I think the poll of like Radio One listeners or something like that. I think I, I think he it would have been one of those things where he'd never heard the track before. It was the first time he heard it. It's obviously a classic song. Is it? It is Nina Simone, isn't it? Yeah, I there, think so. Yeah. There was not like some surprise person who did um, something before. Maybe there is, but that's the version everyone knows to my to my understanding. So I think it would just be a knee-jerk reaction to someone's bastardizing this like classic song as one would see it. Yeah, and, um, and it was in no means, you know, I'm sure he's heard the track since and probably liked it. But I, I, I'm sort of with you on that, Andrew. Actually, I, I, I was always a bit like, what have you got against that version? It's just a song. Like, how can yeah. you be so angry about a song? I, I, it's fine. It's a perfectly serviceable cover. It's not I, I, amazing. There are much better. What's the best cover song? Well, let's put that out as a poll, and we won't. But I, I actually think that's one of my favourite cover songs. Like, are that just I think most cover songs, you know, add very little. But that their cover song with the guitar solos and things, that that particular cover song, I just think I'm no music expert, as you can muse or music expert. Well, you're an Oasis expert. I'm an Oasis expert, which is not music apparently, according to some people, they don't like it. But um, <laughs> no, but uh, hang on, I'm not a music expert, but I just think they did so much to that that uh, nothing detracts from it. So everything adds to it, and there was so much to add. So I actually like it. So I'm with you in the sense that I don't understand his reaction. I just don't think it's because. He managed Suede and I, I just no, don't, I don't think so. That. But that's um, just one more email that I'm, I won't read it out all, all of it out. But I had this issue 
with many times before and you read them out so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna read it out i promise you that that bit but i just wanted to read the rest of it out so hi guys as a huge fan of x of the xfm radio shows i have to say when i came across your show i immediately began the task of binging on all and as quickly as i could excuse me i remember downloading these at some point in maybe 2010 2011 obviously he's referring to xfm shows and not our show when the shows were a few hours long and each still had the music um that i had to fast forward then some genius decided to cut them down to just the intro outro that's in the versions out there now which made listening to them as i nod off at night an all-round better experience well thank you connor for that email and uh i'm glad you're binging on us i agree with everything you said in that email yeah it's funny cheers connor yeah silence he's just he's just taking the piss no it's fine it's fine hey we like we like feedback in the show good and bad one thing sorry i just i just said could i just say mars has a way of saying (laughs) it's fine when like you know when some people telegraph what they actually mean mars couldn't telegraph anymore when he's not fine he (laughs) said We will do it. We will say we're fine. When he didn't not- like that. Sorry, I just laughed. He-, he wouldn't have enjoyed that. No, he doesn't like it. That's fine. But Miles can say, I'm fine so often. And you just know he's been complaining about something for like a week solid. And then he says, no, I'm fine. I'm no, fine. No, it's like I'm like that bloke in a restaurant that always does a, a, a curry that's too hot and will literally persevere and have a mango lassi and just eat it until his eyes start to bleed. Well, that's, that's a lovely also, image to leave our listeners. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I can it's, I can eat it. It's fine. I've got I've got coconut rice. It's fine. Okay. Well, I didn't read out, but Connor, I'll thank you. Wrap up, Gary, because I'm bored of talking to you, mate. Yeah. But, um, I wanted you mentioned in the week, and I, I can't I I, I want to shoehorn this in, but I can't think of a smooth way of doing it. But you said something really interesting about we were talking about um this is a little bit extra, ladies and gentlemen, um about like Ricky's Twitter presence and of the right wing press. I just wanted you to, because I thought it was a really, like I said, I want to do this in a smooth way, but I can't. My skills as a presenter are not that high yet. Mm. But I want you to explain to the listeners, because I thought it was interesting point and a fresh perspective I've never heard of or read. So, yeah, I just wanted you to sort of talk about that conversation we had. There's a line of, of thought that it, it starts at a base point, And that base point usually is freedom of speech right and freedom of speech is a very important thing like it's a good thing in general in general it's a good thing so there's nothing wrong with freedom of speech but so ricky over the years has talked more and more about freedom of speech however freedom of speech is like a gateway drug to to, for some people to the far right and also certainly to the right and, and often to the far right. It's like a euphemism. It becomes much more than that. And actually, so freedom of speech is used by people on the right to to corral and to, to gin up a base of people. Um, it's like it, it starts with the fact that the left don't allow speech. This is what they say, that the left don't allow speech and um they want to you know stop everything and now ricky never says that he never says the left do that he never says it right but he does say there's people who out there who want to take away your freedom of speech his fans therefore a lot of his fans because he talks a lot about freedom of speech crossover there's a lot of crossover i believe from things i've read online and i can't say this for sure but there's a lot of crossover with 
right-wing extremists. Ricky is not a right-wing extremist at all. And he doesn't talk about the left as such. But because he talks about freedom of speech, it actually, it's he's got quite a right-wing audience. And he he's like very protective about, you should be able to joke about anything. I broadly agree with that in general. I don't agree with the ways that he kind of goes about saying it, but he has been on some right-wing podcasts, uh, which I wasn't happy about. And yeah, it's, it's, it's made me sort of distance myself from Ricky and liking him even more than before, because you see in his audience, there is a viciousness, you know, that isn't he isn't like an agitator in that sense but he definitely has cultivated it because freedom of speech is a is a lucrative thing so people on the right use it as like the base point for right-wing ideas for ricky it's just the base point he doesn't go much further than that um yeah so basically i think uh, there's a lot of his fans that are uh the same sort of fans that you would see supporting Donald Trump. I know this sounds extreme, but um, I do believe that not all of them. And I know there's people who love Ricky, who hate Trump, who are good left wing progressives. In my eyes, that's good. My value judgment. But I'm saying I think a lot of them are right wing. They support Trump. They support they probably anti maskers, you know, because when you, you and that's why the thing is with Ricky, he, he has to be he should be more careful, I think, because you have to realise when you're saying things to people. It's so power, so much power, isn't there? So much power. He's got 14 million followers or something like that. He's got a very, like, there's some great documentaries of people who used to be on the right and, and have now come back to the left. Because, and they talk about their journey into radicalisation. And their journey just, it starts with things like Ricky's podcast. I'm not saying, because it's not true, and it would not be fair to say, Ricky is like, is, is causing, is, is directly causing people to move to the far right at all. But when people do move to the far right, it's often through, and I've heard them talk about this, and they didn't mention Ricky, to be fair, but they talk about just things like freedom of speech, different things. Um, PC gone mad you know these sort of phrases come up and they just sort of start to come across them online and it they're present you know what they therefore they get recommended more stuff like that and eventually it does get to things like Stephen Molyneux um Ben Shapiro uh, Dave Rubin you know to name just a few you know it gets to that that those people and then you become interested in those people and they people who've talked about their journeys to the far right say, I never realised it was happening. I just thought I was just replying to the odd email that, you know, that said, yeah. you know, uh, oh, fight, fight for our freedoms or something. And then suddenly I, I, I'm watching all nine hours a day of, of these right wing podcasts. So, might, so to sum it up, I think Ricky is not a right wing extremist at all, but he should be more careful that his words, because his words, I believe, do encourage people in that direction. And therefore, there's a lot, lot of crossover in his fans. I don't I, I just to be clear, I do not think Ricky causes people to become racist. It's not as simple as that. Ricky isn't as blatant as that. It's subtle. And there are many factors that cause people read Ricky Gervais 
to become radicalised. It's not just Ricky Gervais. I'm just saying he's a small part of it. Mm. And if you're a small part of something like that, even a small part, you need to sort of step back and think, do I really want to be the advocate for this and be appearing on right wing? And Ricky's a hero to many people, including you and me. But he's a hero to people on the right as well, who for for different reasons, for bad reasons, for his plain speaking, his and his his freedom of speech. So so that is actually a more than what I said in the week, but mm. that's generally kind of my take on it. And uh, so I don't I don't think we should go too much into. It. Obviously, this was this was a podcast for uh, listener feedback. It is interesting to add different bits in and obviously make it a bit different. Yeah. But to actually, as it's a listener feedback show, you know, why not let us know what you think about feedback itself or what we just talked about with ricky um and do give dutch or otherwise a listen as well so yeah i'll leave it there unless you had any more thoughts about i was going to ask you do you prefer knobs or tits that's the kind of question i like um so no do get in touch with us like gary said and all of those ways very eloquently put may i just say gary and um uh, I I always enjoy hearing about you and your opinions because they make me seem a bit more smarter and now I can pass those off as my own and, and express them as my own beliefs. Do get in touch with our Spinners podcast on. I do that yeah. with Miles to sort of dumb down my friendship circle. Like I take on Miles's. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. That sounds so like <laughs> and snide. It's oh, not. Yeah. That is, that, in fact, I'm almost. I'm just, I almost want you to cut that out. You can leave it in, but leave all this in. Don't. <laughs> No, I was, that is such a joke. Or email at spinnerspodcast at gmail.com. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for your company. As always, do get in touch with us. Thanks for listening. Like and subscribe and all that. Yeah. Gary, what are you going to do for the rest of your day? Well, I'll probably think about knobs or tits and which one to choose. Although I don't have the choice of either. Funnily <laughs> enough, I have it on me. But, um, no, I'm just going to be... I've, I've, I, you don't want to hear. You always ask me this. I'll just say very quickly. I'm going to be doing referencing. Great. Love it. Uh, cheers, Thank guys. You. We'll speak to you soon. Ciao. See ya.